The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. Her ovaries are her earrings now. She is fine. And Michael Lucas. I feel like I know Barbara better than I know almost any living person. This is Emsolation. How are you feeling about it? Go off, sis. Well. (laughs) You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas. I bring you this podcast every week. How are you? I'm puffing because <laughs> I have to come up three flights of stairs to the studio and um, I really should wait until I catch my breath before I sit down. I am health and fitness. No, my gym journey is going well. Oh, do you want to cancel me for saying gym and journey? I do. I've somehow managed to make it a habit. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking too far ahead, just a month at a time, but I'm averaging three times a week, which is a big deal for me to find that time, but I'm forcing it in. And I just, I really think about when I'm lifting those weights, all the anger that I'm channeling, I think about it think about all the injustices that are burning at me and I'm really getting to that lat pull down, you know. So I'm, I'm good. I just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to any Sydney emsolators. Now, if you're listening and you're like, hey, that's me. If you've been on the fence about coming on Sunday, because we are playing this Sunday at the Enmore Theatre, December the 3rd. It's a nice early show. You'll be home tucked up in bed by, you know, 10, 30, 11. Now's the time. Now's the time to come along because we've still got some tickets left and it's going to be a great time. You can come on your own. But if you, like me, have been feeling a little bit flat and a little bit overwhelmed, just know that if you come along on Sunday to the end more, you're going to be just enveloped in a blanket of love and support by your fellow emsolators and also by Michael and I. So this is my last call out to any New South Wales-based emsolators who weren't sure if they wanted to go on Sunday or didn't know if they wanted to prioritise that money for themselves. First of all, you should. You're worth it. And you know you want to. And you know you're going to have FOMO if you don't. So we've popped an easy link in our bio. Click on through and join us. Join us on Sunday. I'm really... I'm looking forward to being with my people. I have to tell you, I need you. I need my community around me at the moment. This show is just coming at such a wonderful time for me. I'm getting teary. Because <laughs> I know it's a tough time and I know you're partying with hard-earned cash and I promise to give you a good show. Who knows what's going to happen, but you know you're going to leave feeling better than when you arrived. And that's my job and I'm glad to do it. 
Speaking of other wonderful things, Benjamin Wosley has single-handedly arranged our catchphrase merch. I am going to be buying a high gay bucket hat and a high gay singlet. That is now available. Link in our bio on Instagram. It's super easy to find. And um, there's high gay, there's what the fuck in hell, to be fair, good for her. What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something. All your favourite catchphrases are now available on bucket hats, singlets, tea towels, there's stickers. <gasps> there's insulation stickers. So you'll now be able to pop them on your car or your laptop and be able to identify other emsolators. How exciting. Ben's organised all that. I'm so proud of him. He's such a little sassy businesswoman, isn't he? So the two things I wanted to say. The merch is now up and available and also have a think about coming on Sunday if you are a Sydney pal. What's ahead of you in this episode? Well, Michael finally finished the Barbara Streisand monstrosity. No, extravaganza, not a monstrosity. That was the wrong word. I apologise, Babs. We also stumbled across a concert online of hers, the One Voice concert that miraculously neither of us have ever watched And you're going to hear about a moment that had us rolling. I thought I was going to hyperventilate. It's just, it was the most Babs moment of all time. So we talk about that. Michael tries to review Baz Luhrmann's continuation of Australia in the series of Faraway Downs, which The Guardian gave one star. And Michael Lucas attempts to review it. And it's possibly one of the funniest segments we've ever done. We also talk about Dolly Parton performing at the Thanksgiving NFL halftime celebrations. Good for her. 77, I'll live. All of that plus a few side quests. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy what's to come. Play the music. Emsolators, you're only a what-if away from creating the perfect holiday. And right now, Emsolation listeners can get 10% off selected hotels. Go to whatif.com forward slash listen for details. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Hey, I'm here to give some love to the 3,681 people that help us keep this Thursday episode free and available for everyone by subscribing to our premium service, Emsolation Extra. If you want to come join our extra fam, you can do so for less than $2 a week. And I mean, it's the perfect Christmas gift, right? You just uh, sign up and you get a personalised link to an upgraded podcast feed with two bonus episodes every week, including AMAs, where you get to ask Em and Michael anything. And coming up, they'll be answering your questions on Em's time on Idol, Michael's work on Offspring, and we're doing an Am I the Asshole Christmas edition too which, uh, hot tip, judging by the questions, is going to be a doozy. You'll also get 20% off merch and our Merch You Can Hear range dropped this morning, so our extra subscribers are already saving coin, plus there's access to ticket pre-sales and so much more. So to support us for less than $2 a week and reap all the wonderful extra benefits, go to msolation.supercast.com now. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas, this is Msolation. She laces under Michael. Lucas. I know, but I'm just, I've been walking a lot today and I just wanted to loosen my shoes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we've begun. Okay. It's the equivalent of just undoing your t- tie. And Much less sexy, though. <laughs> I know. You're in a dual leaper top. I've yeah. seen that one. Did you get that when yeah. we were? Hmm, I would have got that one. Okay. Michael Lucas, we're straight in. Two things have pissed me off today. 
Just the two. Just two. Not I mean, a bad day, really. No, you were. Sure, if you really think about yeah. it, yeah. Like Scott's breathing. That's right. <laughs> there was that iconic quote that my daughter actually sent to me today from yeah. Linda Evangelista. Yeah. She said, I don't want to get married. I don't want to hear someone breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Go off, Queen. What a relatable human. <laughs> and I love that my child sent that to me. <laughs> breathing aside, no, two things. First of all, there was an article in one of the horrible Murdoch things. News.com, was it? Possibly. And it said, this 90s star doesn't look the way he used to. And it was Dean Cain, former Superman. Okay, yep. And it's just a way of saying, oh, he's not hot anymore. Right. And I just want to point out, the 90s were 30 years ago. Yep. And it's really awful. Mm. And when you click on it, which I, I did not, but mm. I did see the photo they use and they're like, you'll never guess who this is. And it's clearly Dean Kane, but mm, mm. he's 30 years older mm. and he's a, a little bit heavier. And a Trump supporter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. A Trump supporter? Wait a minute. Now I'm feeling, imagine if, imagine if that was a false accusation. You know what? You know who I'll never forget is a Trump supporter and we had to keep a straight face when he told us about how much he loved Donald Trump. The guy from Twilight, Emmett. Right. The the muscular brother, the, the big doofus one. He was like fully. Oh, yeah. So former Lois and Clark actor Dean Cain supports Donald Trump and is on the board of the NRA. What? Oh. I know. Okay, I don't. I changed my mind. Click on the link. <laughs> fat shame, man. Make fun of him all you want. Is that a fact? Yeah. You should see how quickly my heart turned on Dean Cain. It really did. I am so wishy-washy. Wow, I could care less. He looks terrible. Well, he's also considered <laughs> running for office himself. Oh, God. Wanted to run to represent Malibu. Wow. We'd have mm. to come up against Barbara, wouldn't he? Oh, she would not be happy. <laughs> oh, we'll be getting to that. The other thing that pissed me off is the, and you may have seen it on my social media, the way in which news.com.au chose to cover the AFLW Best and Fairest. Mm-hmm. That went down last night. And the even the headline they captured was one of the girlfriends had worn a low-cut top mm. and that was the headline of the mm-hmm, article. Mm-hmm. But then I knew that it was about the AFLW Awards, so part mm. of me is like, I need to support women's sports, so I'm going to click on this article mm. because I know what it's about despite the clickbaity headline. Yeah. And I click into the article and the entire thing is just a fashion rundown. Mm. Like it's not – they don't mention football once. Wow. We don't get to the winner's name – until the second last paragraph of the entire article. That was a lot of scrolling. I just wish I was making this up, but I am not. And I just, oh, my God, I've got this thing on my phone now that stops me logging into Instagram too much. And it makes me take a breath and then it tells me I've attempted to open Instagram 33 times in 24 hours. Then I press continue to Instagram and then I have to say why. Are you bored? Wow. Are you stressed? Are you tired? Are you procrastinating? Are you sad? Are you on the toilet? What? You have to justify why you want to click in. I think during this monologue, you've gone from being angry at it to quite excited about it. I've watched that <laughs> it transition. Is a great app. It's a great <laughs> yeah. app. Look, I think it sounds pretty good. It's like you're putting yourself through Instagram AA. I am. But it's not, I've, I've opened it 33 times in 24 hours. That's probably not good. That is quite a lot, considering you presumably haven't been awake for the... Actually, knowing you, you probably have been awake for most of the time. (laughs) Anyway, Monique Conti, she won the Best in Ferris. I just wanted to say congratulations to her. 
But reducing female and non-binary athletes to their fucking clothes, mm. it sent me. It just, my whole day was ruined. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you. You should have seen me. I was violently scrolling as I was avoiding going to the gym. This is why mm, I was mm. looking at the side. I'm violently going, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear about her disposals or how many goals she kicked or how many tackles no, she... None. Nah. Just wow. about how someone had a leggy display on. Was it a leggy display or was she just like in a dress that showed her leg? <laughs> was she just standing oh, upright? Yeah, showed off her, showed off her busty display. It's not a busty <laughs> display. It's just her boobs in a frock. <laughs> Stands upright, has breasts. Correct. <laughs> Exists, breathes. Ah, oh, show off. Put it away, you slut. I've just had it. <laughs> enough. It's a bad time if I ask, what does she wear? She looked good. A joke. I don't care. You know I don't care. Now, I truly look, don't care. We do care. There's a balance. Obviously, these the girls and some of the you know the, everybody got dressed up. Yeah. Everybody was looking their best. There was a red carpet. There was a photo wall. Fantastic. We accept that. This is what happens at award ceremonies. Mm. But to not even cover the sport, to mm. not mention the winner's name, mm-hmm. it's I can't tell you. Mm. So the videos there, people are kicking off in the comments. Some stupid man thought he would write. If they didn't dress like models, perhaps this wouldn't be the commentary around them. And I just wrote underneath, wow, I'm going to leave you to the comments section. (laughs) And the community have not disappointed me. And I did go into my stories and say they're going to come. Oh, I saw, yes. Okay, so shield wall, bitches. Yeah. And, mate, I'll tell you, the guardians of the comments, they are going off. Go off, sis. They're the two things that piss me off. All right? Right. This week, I want to give a massive good for her to Dolly Parton. Wow. Dolly. Yeah. We, for, well, <laughs> sorry, well multiple reasons. She's released an album and she's actually had the uh, sold the most albums in one week of her entire career, which is pretty amazing at 77. And it's her first ever rock, rock album, album. Yeah. which she made because they tried to induct her into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She refused and she said, I can't accept this until I've actually made a rock and roll album. She then went and made said album at 76 years of age, has released it and has gone gangbusters. Now she's good to go. Now she's good to go. Good to be immortalised. She's like, okay, now I can do it. Yeah. And she also appeared at the halftime Thanksgiving NFL game dressed as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Mm. And I mean, good for her. Full wetsuit body stocking. That's right. But I think the genius of it, we both agreed, was that where her belly button would be, she had a glittery star. And that's how I imagine Dolly Parton's belly button looks anyway. (laughs) So I was fine with that. (laughs) I feel like she was birthed by celestial bodies. (laughs) So her umbilical cord was attached to some sort of star figure. It looks like Rainbow Road from Super Mario Brothers, the umbilical cord. Mm. So she was there dressed in little tight white shorts, a crop top. She had big heels on and it was all, I feel like it was just a step in, zip up. Set forget. <laughs> Everything was covered. It was neck to knee. It was That's right. Yeah. I yeah. want to see what that outfit looks like off of her. It's like a Jetsons outfit. You know how you just step into the booth yeah. and step out? I hope it's like that. I I wonder whether it just would be very hot. I mean, lucky it's getting cold in the United States now. True. Surely it would be. I always used to, when we went to see Cher, she wore a similar wetsuit yeah. Jetsons sort of situation. Yeah. And I kept thinking, aren't you sweltering? Mm, I think as you get older... 
you feel the cold more. So okay. I feel like that it would be welcomed. Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't mind it. And I also feel like Dolly and Cher, of all people, are trained in the art of really... Suppressing. Yeah. Controlling body temperature via sheer will. Yeah. I okay. just imagine yeah. both of those ladies could sit in front of you and drop their body temperature on command. It would feel like... It- an approach to dressing that's not for the perimenopausal pop star. <laughs> that could go wrong. No. Could be some sort of combustion. I think Dolly you is want to be, well past that. I think so. She's post-postmenopause. Probably. She's okay. <laughs> her, her ovaries are her earrings now. She is fine. <laughs> but it was, look, it was great. And there's been a lot of conjecture online. The, one of the most Googled phrases in the world on Saturday was apparently, how old is Dolly Parton? Mm. <laughs> it just went off. It was like hitting key searches everywhere. But I think let's not police a woman, especially if anybody has earned wanting oh. to dress like that. It's Dolly. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. And if you saw Dolly Parton and felt anything other than absolute admiration, check your internalised misogyny, you monster. And also <laughs> she is so self-aware. She has such a good sense of humour about herself. She can roll with the punches and take a joke like nobody's business. So just let her do exactly what she wants. How humorless and killjoy do you have to be? So true. The only the thing that I love most was very endearing was that she, <laughs> she had to grab on to the side of the star that she was. Yes. <laughs> we were confused. We did speculate. I think we wondered whether yeah. or not she was supposed to be atop that star. I believe so. Yes. Mm. It felt like it was not the arrangement of stage that you would select. No. she. I think she got near on top of the star and maybe said to everybody, nope, I'll just stay on the ground level with all the band. Yeah. And so she was kind of hidden in the bottom of the star mm. and every now and then... Dolly had to grab onto the side to steady herself. And that's mm. the only time you would have guessed that mm. she is a sept... What's 70s? Not octogenarians, 80s. What are you in your 70s? Septuagenarian. Septuagenarian. Mm. You would never guess. Mm. Just those moments of steadying. You're like, okay, she's really risking her hips up there. She is. Because the number one thing people of that age are scared of, you know, is fall. fall. Have a fall. And she's in a nine-inch stripper heel in a pleaser. She is. She's in a plastic pleaser. <laughs> On a slippery stage in hot pants. <laughs> Although I imagine there's a fair bit of padding in the wetsuit, in the sexy wetsuit that she's wearing. Do you think? I'd hope so. To emphasise the Airbags curves. maybe too. Okay, right, okay. Be deployed. Like if Dolly fell, they would just be... Activate! Yeah. <laughs> she bounces. I imagine. Oh, God, I hope so, so much. Anyway. Good for her. So great. A few weeks ago, you delivered the news that Baz Luhrmann, your yep. former employer... Mm-hmm. was bringing back Australia via a new series, Faraway Downs. Yes, six-part series. Six-part. Mm. That series has now aired, That's It's debuted. It's, it's dropped, yes, on Disney Plus mm-hmm. here in Australia. Um, would you like to give your oh, – I just want you to understand the sphincter on my best friend <laughs> right now. I want you – I want you – you are about to witness the most diplomatic review of a show. <laughs> the Guardian gave one star and the opening line says, Baz Luhrmann's six-part adaptation of his bloated 2008 film Australia is even more bloated. It's clumsy, confused, borderline exploitative and totally lacks a good story. Enjoy! So that's what The Guardian gave at one star. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? Go off, sis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> look, Baz Luhrmann is a polarising filmmaker, always has been, all of his films, every single one of them. Some got some terrible reviews. It's probably fair to say, to be fair, but Australia and now Far Away Downs has got perhaps more savage reviews than most of his others or 
any of his others. <laughs> Here's, but look. I want to <laughs> know. I'm going to start with the positive. Hi, gay. Yeah, well, this will be appropriate. Keep hitting that. Hugh Jackman, never hotter. Hi, gay. Never. Absolutely. It was, when you look back on it now, now we've had a lot of, and I don't, I don't want to presume that Hugh won't be reborn even hotter than he's been before, but I think he probably won't. Mm -hmm. I think we've seen peak Hugh. I don't think we're in a Costner situation. I think we can firmly say, and I would say the hottest he ever was, was on Australia. Okay. It's always great news for a series when that's your comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the kid that played Nulla, magnificent. (laughs) Magnificent. (laughs) I really would. He was great. Yep. Scenery. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Sweeping vistas, the Kimberly, terrific stuff. <laughs> anyway, in conclusion, I salute you, Bess. Hi, gay. I still think it's an amazing thing to do to take your most criticised movie and then extend it. I like it. <laughs> Well Have you watched any of it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Listen, I am a fan of Baz Luhrmann as a character, as a human, as a person that walks this earth. I'm so grateful that he is here. Mm. But you know I love him. Mm. One of the biggest tragedies for me is he, it's like he had all this talent and ability, but he's obviously not listening to people saying no. Am I wrong though? Like, am I no, wrong? No, well, here's, here's, here's my reflection. Do I seem like Penny Wong? That's how I feel mm. at the moment. Mm, you're doing a good job. Um, uh, Strictly Ballroom and Romeo and Juliet are just oh, so spectacular. Perfect. And I think part of what made them so spectacular was he was working with so many like limitations. They were low budget, yeah. really low budget. So decisions like Romeo and Juliet have got to meet and he decides to set it in a bathroom so that only the way they can see each other is through a fish tank and it ends up being the most magical moment. So really moment. creative. Yeah, really. Whereas I feel like he did hit a point where he was so successful that essentially he was given a blank check. Yeah. And, and I would lose my damn mind. Who am I to cast suspicions right now? Oh, look, I'd want to. I, but I enjoy seeing him lose his damn mind and I know I would enjoy you. See, if someone wrote you a check for $200 million. Imagine. There'll be a lot of live animals. Oh, my God. It would be – I just instantly went to, like, an Esther Williams musical I number. passed out. Like, I nearly lost oxygen to my brain. Yeah. It's not – so now I take everything back I said about Basil. I love you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Have you even seen Elvis yet? Nah. <laughs> Elvis really has its fans. Austin Butler's amazing in it. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, just watch Just watch the musical scenes with Austin Butler. You'll love him. You know I don't watch things people tell me to watch. That's why I haven't I seen it. Everyone's like, you love Elvis. I'm like, don't tell me what I would love. I'll be the judge of that. Okay, so what are you giving? Uh, okay, drum roll. Drum roll, please. Um, what are you giving? Far away downs. My respect. Of, <laughs> how many respects out of five? No, I can't. I'm, out of no, five? No, on the no. Star, on the star system. Oh, no. Metric. Star system. No. How many stars? Oh, look, it's just... How many? Uh, no. It's, it, I will give no it stars. the full stars of the Southern Cross. How many is that? Oh, that's five. <laughs> <laughs> He's so sweaty. <laughs> the 
the end of the year is swiftly approaching. And if you've got itchy feet and an overwhelming urge to get out of here, I'm here to remind you that you're only a what if away from having a self-care stay right here on home soil. From regional glow-ups where you get to sample the best in new hotels, restaurants and experiences popping up across regional Australia to dry tripping, that's road tripping for those of us who prefer a sober holiday, what if can help you sort it all. You can book in your own self-care, stay with a bestie or by yourself. And the best thing is the What If app allows you to book everything you need from accommodation, flights, car hire and even things to do when you get there. So put yourself first this holiday season and organise the ideal self-care stay on the go with the What If app. You're only a What If away from the perfect holiday with What If. It's Aussie for travel. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. Can we go back to my favourite topic, which is creating lovely environments at home? (laughs) Yes. Um, If someone is wanting to create a beautiful environment for the neurodivergent person in their life. Like, what have you done in your house? Oh, I've done, I've, I've done quite a lot. Yes. Um, so, you know, I've specifically identified my sensory needs and, you know, uh, and there are parts of me that are sensory avoiders and parts parts of me that are sensory seekers. So I've been Can accommodating Can you explain that. those two terms? Yeah. yeah. So uh, when you're a sensory avoider, that means you experience hypersensitivity and oversensitivity to certain sensory inputs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since certain sensory input can be too much, it can cause pain, discomfort, overwhelm. Yeah. Your brain is receiving too much sensory input. So you tend to avoid it, yeah. sensory avoider. Yeah. And then a sensory seeker is someone who has a hypo uh, sensitivity mm-hmm. and undersensitivity. And that means someone's brain doesn't receive enough information from the sensory input. So they need mm. more and more sensory input just to be able to register it. And so that means someone's a sensory seeker. So they are seeking out sensory input. So that's when Elliot's running into me. Yeah. And squeezing yeah, my they're, son. They're He's receiving seeking, sensi- seeking ah. sensory input because. Uh, so, for example, for those, uh, you know, uh, avoiding sensory import might be more regulating, whereas for some, seeking that sensory import can be regulating. Got it. And then you can be a sensory avoider with taste and touch, but a sensory seeker with sound. I am. Yeah. Oh, wow. There I you didn't go. know this. <laughs> yeah, so you can be both. Oh. And it can also, like, you know, change as well. So if I'm in a really overwhelmed state where I'm already stressed and exhausted every day, then, you know, (laughs) touch is going to be very overwhelming. But if I'm, you know, if I'm like really lonely and... I'm not stressed in that, then touch is fine. I want yeah. a bit of touch. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, that changes. Um, and so... We're talking about the bedrooms, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, le- thank you. You can see my brain be like, oh, no. I know a side quest last yeah. time I see one. Yeah. And so, you know, learning my sensory needs has been really helpful to create an environment at home that accommodates my sensory needs. Mm. For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msolation.supercast.com. It's Emsolation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. We were very privileged on Saturday night. You came over to my house with your husband for dinner. And honestly, a miracle occurred. Oh. What was that miracle? We found, ha- having thought that we had seen every form of live performance Barbara's ever done, 
um, thanks to the fact that Adrian and I were in the final stages of the 48 hours of her audio book. Pause. Yeah. Have you finished? We've both finished. Oh, we got to the wow. end. Wow. Hang on a minute. Genuine. Thank you. We did have to start listening at double time <laughs> and we discovered it's fine. She just sounds like Judge Judy. When you... <laughs> we know we're going to have to put some in now. Andre had been to see his friend earlier, a medical doctor, by the way, and happened to mention that he was having dinner with me. And the doctor said, I hear she's a bitch. What? Said Andre. What are you talking about? He said, she's impossible to work with, I hear. Andre said, that's ridiculous. Have you ever worked with her? No. Well, I have three times, Andre said. And she's wonderful to work with. In fact, she's a very, very nice person. He says, no, she isn't. She's a bitch. I read it in a magazine. That's the power of the printed word. It was quite amazing because, like, you just spend so much of your life with Barbara in years. She was, we were both living and breathing her all day. We were thinking in Barbara. Yeah. And the levels of detail. Like, I mean, can you imagine that when she had to plan the wedding for James Rowland, we got the whole menu. Are you joking? No. Smoked <laughs> salmon on pikelets with dill cream sauce, oh all of them. And she, like, she specifically said, call back. At her wedding, she served brownies with walnuts and also brownies without walnuts. You got both kinds. That's the <laughs> level of detail that you got. The bit that would have killed you was there was a whole chapter about Sammy. Who, uh, if you remember Sammy, I know you do. It was her dog who oh, died. <gasps> that she cloned. But what I didn't know. I love Sammy. Until Someone gave now. her a, a floral arrangement made out of daisies in a pram after it died. And Sammy <laughs> communicated with Barbara from the other side. I'm not even kidding. Oh my God. I'm not even kidding. I believe kidding. it. She was. I hear Toby barking all the time. She was. Sammy. What did she say? Well, Barbara was floating in a swimming pool in Malibu mm-hmm. as she, and then she looked up yeah. and saw a cloud formation that was just so unmistakably Sunny. Sammy. Sammy. And so then she yelled out, yes. Renata, who's Renata's her personal assistant. Renata is like one of the loves of her life. Long Gets mentioned so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she's always referred to like she was cooking at the time. She was packing my bags. She was, but she it loves me, Renata. It reminds me of Karen Walker from Will and Grace's Made body woman, remember? Yeah. yeah what yeah. was her name? Rosaria. Rosaria. <laughs> Rosario. Rosario. It reminds me of her. Well, yeah, she called out to Renata and Renata came and looked at the clouds. Renata concurred and it was just, and she did say, if you are one of the people that believes in the spiritual side of life, as Barbara does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she, Barbara just had so many signs in her life, <gasps> so many signs through her life. So the where number, do we end up? Where does she, what is her, like, surely she leaves us with philosophy, with something like what's her how does she end she i well, can't believe the dog got a whole chapter and the son got nothing there's no the son the son <laughs> did in the end get i wanted the coming out we never got that story oh, it's not her story to tell it's not her story to tell who am i to tell that story but the son like at age 40 yeah suddenly started singing and barbara took him on tour and they did a duet together oh. yeah so you know i did that yeah, you do. <laughs> it's one of the many things you have in common with Madonna yeah, I keep and Beyonce. getting the text messages from you and your husband independently of how certain things remind you, Barbara, that she does of me. I get those. You've sent me in- independently ones. Like, oh. oh, you'll you'll love. There's similarities here. There's similarities there. She doesn't. Oh, like she is so blunt with people. <laughs> she do, she can't do small talk. She says it. She, she just absolutely can't. She oh, just look. goes in savagely and mm. says, you know, whatever is. There's a lot of. There's a lot of things about Babs that, yes, would indicate perhaps she 
is of the similar neurotype to me. Yeah, well, Elvis Presley came into her dressing room. She was overwhelmed. She couldn't look him in the eye, so she just had to sit there painting her nails. (laughs) (laughs) So did you love it? Did you love it? Would you recommend it? You know what? I did in the end love it. I feel like I know Barbara better than I know almost any living person. <laughs> I certainly know what food she likes. Yeah. And I certainly know like every letter that she's been sent in her life. And by the end, she truly hit, like it was kind of like I was hanging out with the Clintons and or I was hanging out with Madeleine Albright and then crescendoing with when we stayed at Highgrove with Prince Charles. Like it was by the end, that's where she's at. Like she's just absolutely. Very relatable. Very relatable. She's a woman of the people. She does think that she didn't hit her potential with acting. She felt like she could have done more. She was okay. disappointed and she still, she, you know what she, how she wanted to end her movie career? And I, this is a crime. This didn't happen. Well, how? She wanted to direct and star in a version of the musical Gypsy, which has never had a good movie made of it really, and which was, I think, may have been composed by some of the same team that did Funny Girl or Mm -hmm. something like that, and she thought Mm -hmm. it was the perfect bookend. And also it was about a mother that was basically wanted to be successful and was jealous of her daughter, and Barbara's like, of course I could relate to that because you know my own mother. (laughs) I feel sorry for Barbara Streisand's mother. I really do. I really feel like... Look, she's gone now. I mean, it's (laughs) it's interesting and and it's clear that the mother, like Barbara obviously has a connection through the afterlife to Sammy, her dog, but she does not have one with her mother, no. (laughs) What about the dad who she never met? Yeah, the dad sort of, no, the dad sort of appears to her in sort of signs and things are left out. Okay. Like, you know, she'll, I don't know, she'll be at a gravestone and she'll see some sort of thing. She's, she's very spiritual like I love that. it. Well, <laughs> to keep down the Barbara path, I have to say. Yeah. So you're at my house and we we somehow managed to come across. Yeah. Well, she talked about this concert she did in her backyard in the 80s after she was so moved by the Chernobyl disaster that she wanted to take political action. And no, it sat- no, I found out that that was not why she did it. Really? Keep going, though. Oh. Yeah. No, she was raising money. For political candidates, yeah. Yeah, for the Democrats. Yeah, of course. No, that yeah. money was going to Chernobyl. No, 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 no. She she sort of says after Chernobyl she was like, oh, my God, the world is spinning off its axis. And so, therefore, she's like, I've got to get more political. But all of a sudden it occurred to us, I wonder if it's online. Not only was it online, oh. it was a full television special all there in full. Barbara, it was called One Voice. Yeah. She built a stage in her backyard. <laughs> And she, and she charged, I think it was $5,000 a ticket, mm-hmm. personally invited via a cassette tape that she individually sent out to everyone. Filled with potpourri. The absolute creme de la creme was. of Hollywood. Yeah. And she did say just before, why she wanted to do the concert, I have a mm. direct quote, I could never imagine myself wanting to sing in public again, but then I could never imagine Star Wars. Apartheid. <laughs> She means Star Wars, the missile defence system, not the George And nuclear winters in my life, and yet they're in everybody's life. I feel I must sing again to raise money. (laughs) (laughs) I love her so much. Yeah, she's charging. And when you say creme de la creme, we've got Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, Bette Midler, Quincy Jones. Jane Fonda. Yeah. 
Oh, it just went Jack on. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, Angelica Houston, Robin Williams. Yeah, he, did, he he opened for it. He warmed up the crowd. He really did. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. Yeah. But and she's, she was openly saying from stage, you're all my friends. It's, oh, it's fine. It's and we, we're in a situation where Whitney Houston mm. is singing in an audience, mm-hmm. sitting in an audience, mm-hmm. having paid $5,000 mm. to watch someone else sing. Mm. Whitney Houston. Mm. <laughs> and who does Barbara get up on stage? Not Whitney. No. No. Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. Thank God. Uh, but to be <laughs> fair, they had big hit singles with each other. So, you know. It would be like Gaga bringing up Bradley Cooper or something. Wow. Yes, equally <laughs> as. <laughs> Actually, that was very much that when they sung together, wasn't it? Well, yes. Although Barry Gibb was, he was mostly wrote music for her and yeah. produced her highest selling ever album. Yeah. But there was one particular moment <laughs> that nearly ended me. Up. It did. Oh, I actually, I worried, I, I was hyper, we, for context, we love how Barbara chooses to roll into her songs. With no warning. No. And what she loves to do is start a speech and communicate an idea that just segues beautifully into the spirit of a song. Mm-hmm. And so we look out for it. And we thought we'd seen the absolute best. But then we watched this special. <laughs> <laughs> on the morning of April 26, I turned on the news and heard about the disaster in Chernobyl. Something happens in the Russia-Ukraine that affects cheese in France. The apples of Oregon. Yeah. Keep it together. She didn't lose composure. Wait, I gotta, gotta, gotta. <clears throat> it, um, radiation doesn't care if you're black or white, man or woman, rich or poor, because we're all downwind. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying from the most lavish Malibu mansion. <laughs> we're all downwind. And, I mean... Aren't we all the same? And if we are to survive, we must recognize that we are all just people. <laughs> people who need people. Oh, the luckiest people. <laughs> I did think that was it for the evening, but then we did get a little, you know, we've lost some great men. Mm-hmm. Father figures. JFK, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King. Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and she lit a singular candle yeah. in frame. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. All in white, white yep. cashmere jumper, white skirt. Yeah. Fuck Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Just out of control. Oh. I don't think... I, it's just, that has become my peak Barbara experience. It is. And I guess I always thought that just the... The, the glory and the absolute terror of Barbara is that I believe clearly no one has said no to her for about 50 years. She's a but, but an actual fact when you read the book, so many people say no to her, and but it only makes me kind of more impressed that she's still... Yeah, but also <laughs> incapable of irony. No, exactly. Zero mm. irony. Mm. Like, it's amazing. But I think that's why she's so successful. Oh. Because everything is live or die. Yeah. It's black and white. Oh, there's intense sincerity with everything. She just looks down the barrel of that camera. She's looking straight at you and she is communicating a meaning. (laughs) Anyway, 10 out of 10 would recommend. (laughs) I think that's it. Oh, is it? I think so. 
We'll see everybody on Sunday at the Enmore Theatre. We will. So excited. Very special guest. I should know this, but it's true to say that if you're not there, you'll hear it, won't you? Mm, little bits. Okay. Best Ooh, if you're okay. there, though. Best if you're there. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. We won't yeah. get to hear the singing. You won't get to hear the singing, which is good in one person's case here, but not so good in the other. <laughs> Michael will be performing Miley Cyrus's Flowers. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he will be. Fantastic. It's going to be great. Uh, there's still a couple of tickets left. You want to come last minute gift to yourself? Come on your own if you want to. It's at Enmore Theatre. All the details can be found at the link in the bio at our Instagram. Thank you, Michael Lucas. Thank you, Amelia Rossiano. Bye bye. Bye. On the morning of April 26th, I turned on the news and heard about the disaster at Chernobyl. Something happened in the Russian Ukraine, and suddenly we had to worry about eating cheese from France and apples grown in Oregon. And radiation doesn't care if you're rich or poor, male or female, black or white, Democrat or Republican, American or Russian. We're all um, downwind. And this is as a result of of an accident in a a nuclear power plant. So can can you imagine the, an accident involving a a nuclear warhead, of which there are some 50,000 in the world today. It terrifies me. It terrifies me as I'm sure it terrifies you and everybody everywhere. I mean, aren't we all the same, really? When a mother holds her baby, her joy is the same no matter what country she lives in. Lovers are lovers, no matter under what government they make love. We inhabit this tiny planet together, and if we are to survive, it will have to be together or or not at all. We must recognize that we're just people. People who need people. All right, gang, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for being here. May Barbara take you safely into your day, weekend or week ahead, depending on when you're listening. I'll see some of you on Sunday. I can't wait. Don't forget, if you're thinking about treating yourself, here's your sign. Do it. You can come on your own. You know it's a safe space to do so. Otherwise, we'll chat again soon. You've got AMA coming out if you're an Emsolation Extra subscriber. You've got an Idol special next Tuesday to look forward to. Yep, that's right. I answered your burning questions about Australian Idol as we are on the eve of the 20-year anniversary. Grab yourself some catchphrase merch, which is now available. Of course, 20% off to our extra subscribers. And that's it. Oh, my goodness, it's nearly live show time. Huzzah! All right. I love you dearly. I mean, in a weird parasocial way. We don't know each other, but I genuinely love, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's like a love yous. I do. But it's, yeah, I'm going to end now. Thank you for being here. Bye. Hey, if you want to help us keep this little podcast alive and kicking for everyone to enjoy, jump on board our premium service, Emsolation Extra. You're going to get an exclusive feed unique to you with two bonus episodes every week including the chance to ask Emma and Michael anything with some themed versions on the way. Uh, Plus, of course, you get 20% off merch and our merch you can hear is available for sale right now. So you could be saving 20% just by being a member. You'll also get access to Instagram close friends, ticket pre-sales and so much more. 
You can help M keep this independent podcast alive and free for more people by supporting us for less than $2 a week on our yearly plan or less than $2.50 a week on our monthly plan. Sign up now, msolation.supercast.com. And of course, Msolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by the legendary Ezekiel Fan with videos by the lovely James Henderson. Socials by Benjamin Wosley, M. Rossiano and Marcello Rossiano Barrow with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Get more Msolation. Just follow us on Instagram at the Msolation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletters. Uh, you can join other Msolators at our Msolation group on Facebook. And we're also now on TikTok. Please, why don't you give us a five-star review? And make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use. And, of course, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Bye. <laughs>